Welcome to the much-anticipated Monaco E-Prix, where the land of Draination is, well, for lack of a better term, taking a beating. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. It is not a good week for those people that are named Dre. Ugh. It's been it's been it's been a hard it's been a hard episode. It's gonna be a hard recording, but I'm gonna get through this, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna get through it. I'm Dre Harrison. Welcome to episode three five nine of Motorsport One One. It's gonna be on the Monaco E Prix. We've been waiting for this one. We've been yeah, the Monaco Grand Prix. This. Yeah, the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, stuff the electric side. This is the Grand Prix. This is the one that matters, okay? The Motorsport 101 2021 Race of the Year last year is back. And, and uh, we were excited for it. And, hey, we crescendoed quite nicely on this one. It was fine. It was, it was, it was probably it was, not it was a Race good. of the Year contender, but it was still fine. Look, we will st- we will still happily take very good in the realm of Formula E. That is that is that is excellent. We'll take very good in the realm of Monaco. Oh yeah, hell yeah, we'll take that. Um, so let's get around the horn and get and get into the guys. Oh, Jay, how's it going, my man? Um, I I appreciate that Formula E for the next generation uh, really took inspiration from the Super FX chip and games like <laughs> Star Fox. And Stunt Race FS and Star Fox <laughs> Two. I, I think that's that's very bold. I, I'm actually pretty excited for Gen Three. Yeah, yeah. Low yeah, poly count car aside. Low poly count aside. <laughs> All the corners. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm have to be gentle with this corner of the room. Um, our resident Porsche man, uh, Cam, is uh, shall we say going through it. Cam, uh, how's it going, man? <laughs> y- you good? Come on, Cam. <laughs> we're going to get through this together, Cam, okay? I know it's going to be a hard half hour or so, but I promise you we're going to be fine, okay? Let's, no, we're you know. not. <laughs> What's this we? I'm just, Look, I'm just here to have a good time. Well, in terms of an ongoing prediction feud me and a certain co-host have had, this was a punch square in the solar plexus of Team Jaguar, which I've unfortunately had to start rooting for now. And the punch was landed by one Stoffel Van Dorn and the Mercedes camp. Isn't that right, Ryan Eric King? Hey. Like, they might have won two of the last three races, and they lo- and came in second today. But uh, if, if, you, if you look at the results sheet, where, where's Sam Burke finishing the last two races? <laughs> Right now, the only bird that, that Sam is resembling is the one that Randy Johnson hit with one of his fastballs all those years ago, okay? Wow. He's been shot down. Like, you can uh, hear the word pull resonate from London as we speak. Okay, I'm trying not to be too mean about Jaguar. I'm trying, okay? I, I'm struggling, but I'm trying, okay? There's no point in trying, Dre. Just, just, just let it hurt. <laughs> Porsche quarter has given up all hope. Um, but uh, we'll be talking about the Monaco e in full detail. We'll be talking about Stoffel van Dorn making it Formula E's fifth different winner in the last six races we've had so far this season. And how he got a bit cheeky with it to win that race as well. In a narrow win in the end over one Mitch Evans. 
Uh, we were talking a bit about a Jaguar in detail, actually, on top of that. And we got silly season news. You've been waiting for it. It's our first real big silly season clanger. Well, unless you were listening to that uh, last episode on MotoGP. Thanks, Suzuki. Um, but uh, we got some Formula E silly season news. Amazingly, this was like the third biggest story of the day. <laughs> we had this, Suzuki, and the Audi and Porsche in F1 news all within about four hours of each other. Monday morning was wild. So we're talking all about that and some talk on the Gen 3 cars as well. But uh, all that in the next half hour. So basically you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles are at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at cbuckley 917 all of our details and much more, including all our written articles on the weekend as well, are on our website, motorsport101.com. Uh, all our Patreon information is on there as well. If you want to back us financially on Patreon, you can. Patreon.com forward slash motorsport101 for that as well. Should we head to the streets, fellas? It's Monaco Grand Prix time, baby. Glitz, glamour, and stoffel season. Make a shake. The much-anticipated Monaco Prix was back, and it was indeed a return of form for South of Andorra taking his first win since last year's Rome E-Prix. This makes him Formula E's fifth different winner in six races this year. He got a little cheeky with the rules as well, taking advantage of a loophole in the full course L rules to clear some space in a traffic-filled race. Uh, so folks, what did you make of Stoffel Van Dorn's performance on the streets? Clearly, the, the biggest win Mercedes is going to have in open-wheel racing this year. <laughs> at the going rate. <laughs> yeah, we all thought Monica, we all thought Monks were going to win races again. We just didn't think it was going to be with a different form of electric hybrid racing or something along those lines anyway. <laughs> uh, this, I'm gutted. I wanted. I thought Mitch Bra was going to come through for a hat trick and I could stunt on this show and say, hey, Jaggy was coming. I'm going to get one good prediction this weekend. One. One for the course of the season. Nope. <laughs> oh, gutted. Um, they had to save energy halfway through. Stoffel came through, uses attack modes well. And then King, he got cheeky with the uh, full course yellow rules, didn't he? I mean, I did not know about this until you mentioned it when we watched the race. But uh, how did that go? Well, the full course yellow rule is uh, different compared to... Formula One's full course yellow, and Formula E's full course yellow is more similar to something that you would see in sports car racing, where uh, the cars are speed limited. Not only are they speed limited, they're given a certain leeway to get down to that speed. So if you watch the broadcast, uh, you hear the race director, Scott Elkins, give the, the command to all drivers that the full course yellow will begin with a countdown, and he counts down to five to zero and then after that point in time drivers have five seconds to get down to that speed it's so strange by the way that they're calling for full course yellows and all that stuff like after the field has already passed the point of caution yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a weird not one. a good look yeah it, that that was a weird one and again we saw how it played out because by the time the Full course yellow had finished. All of a sudden, stuff has got a two and a half second lead, and the race is essentially over. And I'm like, how did that happen? 
we all thought he'd broken some sort of rule, but as King pointed out, it's 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 a loophole. It's perfectly legal. And um, yeah, Stoffel could not be caught after that. Mitch tried to reel him in at the end, but left it too late coming over the line. And oh, but it's hard not to ignore one white and black German painted elephant in the room here. Cam, I think you. <laughs> your man's had it in the bag, Cam, didn't he? I mean, I guess. When the car broke. <laughs> Fairline's car just died out of nowhere. His low-voltage ba- battery just quit on him. Hey, remember yeah, when we were went to in Mexico? We were <laughs> leading, and we had the strategy, and we had the energy, and we had the track position, and then we didn't. Yeah, because at uh, an earlier point in the race where uh, a full course yellow had come out early in the race and pretty much it was in a situation where uh, Pascal was able to take his last attack mode activation while everyone else still had one to go and he had the lead. So he, he had... He, he had an attack mode activation in hand that everyone else would have to go offline to activate their attack mode while he had the opportunity to just drive away. All, all he had to do was just drive consistently, get to the end, and he would have won the e free. But his car did not want to make it to the end. Uh, and just when you think Audrey Lauder is going to be able to salvage something, he gets nerfed off into Santa Vaught and Oliver Rowland, who clearly didn't get Jeff's memo in the F1 games. No, that, no <laughs> well, he, he, went, he went from heroics to villainy in Santa Vaught. Well, honestly, that, like, the double portion retirement is what sealed a victory for Stoffel Van Dorn, because uh, the, the full-course caution that allowed Stoffel to get such an advantage was the one to recover Pascal's car. And then, when that was lifted, he took his last attack mode, and it just happened within a perfect gap that he took the attack mode. Everyone else did not have the opportunity to do so. And then Oliver Rowland endgamed uh, Andre Lauder. Ollie Rowland is dead to me. <laughs> I, I, I may or may not have joked on Twitter as the race was going on that as a result of Ollie Rowland causing immeasurable crimes to Draination, two, two counts of violations against Drainations, not only preventing Mitch Evans from winning to help my Jaguar prediction, but also taking out a fellow Dre in Dre Lotterer. Um, I've cancelled Yorkshire. Yorkshire has been <laughs> wiped off the map. I, I, I tweeted at my best buddy, Lewis Sudderby. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lewis, you're going to have to find Dawn or a new commentator. We're going to have to bring Steve Day back over. Um, Damn. York, that's, Yorkshire, that's... York, Yorkshire is gone. It's, we, we are wiping it off the map. Okay. I didn't know we were. I didn't know we were suddenly a cricket podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking over. We're taking over with bat and ball sports. We're going to talk about the World Series next week. But um, go Dodgers. But no, like Yorkshire has been wiped off the face of the earth. It's going to be like that Bugs Bunny gift where he just cuts away Florida from the rest of the U.S. Um, that, that's me angrily as a result of that. Uh, oh. Although it is actually quite refreshing that it wasn't Lotter that caused the incident this time. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. But um, 
Roland, what were you doing, man? Come on! <laughs> like, trying to make a pass, got the tail out, whacked Laura into the wall, both cars didn't finish. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But, um, yeah, P poor Pascal. That should have been his. And, uh, yeah, his low-voltage battery wasn't working properly. That's connected to the car's main battery. So when the low-voltage one died, the whole thing shut down. Found out yesterday when Porsche uh, did an interview talking about what exactly had happened at Monaco. So a uh, brutal roll of the dice for Porsche. Double DNF puts them back in the title standings. And, yeah, Mercedes now have a clear deal at the top. Where have you heard that story before? King, we're coming for your heads, okay? <laughs> you, you oh, I'm just here for the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. Speaking of chaos, we'll talk a bit about Jaguar. Because uh, King alluded to this on the show earlier. Like, yeah, it's one thing that Mitch has been around, but it's also... The elephant in the room here is that Sam Bird hasn't, hasn't been particularly good so far this season either. Oh. What has um, happened to Sam Bird? It's 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 polar opposites. Mitch Evans dominated qualifying, took pole position. He was, you know, he was second on the day. He was in contention for the win pretty much all the way through. Um, King, I think it was. I think didn't Mitch say after the race it was something to do with his arrow and not knowing what effect it was going to have on saving battery no. life. I, so. I was like, hmm. He no, you post race he was still he doesn't know what's happening that his car isn't as wasn't efficient as everyone else's which like my instant reaction was like yeah of course you're gonna burn more energy than everyone else you were leading most of the race breaking the air for everyone else slipstreaming behind you yeah yeah and it's not the first time I've had energy complaints remember Mexico when Porsche extended the race to 40 laps and then it, it caught Jaguar completely cold. I remember seeing the radio message video they did about that on, on YouTube afterwards and Sam Bird was apocalyptically mad about it. I was like, quotes, I think the I think the quote was, they fucked us. Well, I was, I was, he was the phrase he came out with when the final lap started. Um, and uh, yeah, combine that with Bird. He, he spoke at the length of the race um, regarding his struggles because he wrecked his car. He hit the wall, broke his wishbone, and that was the end of, of Bird's Monaco race. Said, quote, I've not qualified well enough. I've not raced smart enough. I haven't done a good enough job. My teammate is up there fighting for the lead of the championship, and I'm not. So there has to be reasons why. I have to delve deep, work on things, find some grit and determination and deliver a better job. There's no hiding place. Bird's worst season so far. Because he's always been good for at least one win a year or contending for it. He's always been good for competing for championships. Uh, one of our community members even even like brought up the point of like he's trending towards becoming Formula E's Sterling Moss. Christ. <laughs> he has come close a couple of times. That is, that is one thing. But it's like, up. I was like, King, is this why you were so adamant that Jaguar were going to be struggling all this time? Oh, I just knew they would struggle. I didn't know particularly know why they would struggle. I just knew that they would <laughs> struggle. <laughs> I mean, look at it, glass glass half full perspective. He's got a couple of top five finishes in the bag already. He's, it's salvageable. But but I I find it hard to disagree with his assessment that yeah he's he's got to be better at this. 
it's it's not the top fives. It's the DNFs. He's had a couple of really clumsy incidents yeah, on back track to back that DNFs. Yeah, like you can't wreck at Monaco, man. You can't. And when the championship is this chaotic, the DNFs hit you that much more. And yeah, you the Zach said on Martara. Oh yeah, oh, God, brother, who also has back to back DNFs. <laughs> but hey, he's he still got that win in Duria. To, to lean on. He's still fifth in the championship, but he's falling back very, very quickly. No, no, yeah. I think we should briefly mention why oh, he yeah. DNF'd at Monaco. <laughs> oh, let's get into it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I should have really put this in here because I thought the comment was hilarious, but yeah, sadly, there's no video footage because apparently it wasn't filmed, which is a bummer, but um, the reason Mortara didn't finish in Monaco was because he suffered a puncher as a direct result of a clash that was started by, and I'm checking my notes here, his teammate Lucas Degrassi? The smartest oh. man in the sport. The future FIA president. Oh, God. Please stop. Suit me. You. I'm uh, on my knees. <laughs> like, Cam has suffered enough, okay? <laughs> Don't do that to him. But what got us was the comment he laid out a couple of hours after the race, ended up on the race, where he um, he described the incident and uh, he described it as quote I was taken out by quote the butcher of Formula E. <laughs> yeah, nice comment about your teammate there. <laughs> My God, <laughs> dude, that oh jeez. Uh, Can I just say else be interesting. He's like, can I just say, I love the fact that he called his own teammate a butcher, while at the same time, at the end of the statement, saying, quote, it is what it is, in pure racing driver fashion. <laughs> Which, that's just brilliant. <laughs> that's wonderful. Like, Edo Mortara, who everyone tells me is the nicest man in the Formula E paddock, <laughs> calls his own teammate a butcher. I love this series. May I it mean, never he's not wrong, is he? No. <laughs> No, in my, in my honest opinion. I mean, uh, like, it was one of those, he was saying what we were all thinking sort of moments. But it's um, a like, bad time for Formula E's old guard, because Wemmy's still struggling, Nissan Edams are still struggling. Mm. Grassy, uh, he's getting points, but he's not looking anywhere near his best. And we just talked about how Sabbert's having his worst season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not ideal. And yeah, it's it's so disjointing at Jaguar when you can see that Bird's been below par for most of the year. I think he's only made the duels twice all season, and he was knocked out in the first round both times um, in qualifying. And while at the same time, Mitch has, has found some form. You know, we always knew he was strong at Rome. He won both races there in brilliant fashion. And again, he was second here at Monaco. He's found some real form in the last few rounds, uh, and. He's in title contention at the moment. You think he's what nine points off um, the top of the, the, the standings right now? So Mitch Evans it's... is nine points back of Stafford Van Dorn. There you go. Yeah, races. nine points. So you know, <sighs> Sam, I for the sake of my own prediction based reputation on Formula E here, like please, <laughs> like, s save my shit. Okay, <laughs> like I, I we need we need a reliable second scorer here. I don't want to leave it to Mitch fighting alone against the old might of Stoffel Van Dorn and Nick DeFries. We've all had it. And Porsche was good too. If they, you know, when their cars are not either being put in the wall or, you know, shutting themselves off. Rather. <laughs> like, 
We need all the help we could get here, man. We 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 can't have this. We blundered it all, but uh, we we I, I had to get that in there because Jackie was just so freaking weird. Like, find some pace, God damn it! Like, well, like so that, well, this wasn't like the worst thing that's ever happened to a Jaguar racing team in Monaco. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. That that's definitely we're still true. we're still going to look for the diamond. God damn it, uh, folks. Uh, we got silly season updates from Sam Smith. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn, our newest winner. We know where he is, where he's going to be heading. It's all but confirmed that he is going to the new DS Penske team starting in 2023. He is effectively replacing Antonio Felix da Costa, who is all but confirmed to head to Porsche to go replace Andre Lauderer. Wait, so, wait. Is this a new team or Tichita? Because it seems like DS is just getting a second team. I believe it is a merger of DS, Tichita, and Dragon. Yeah, because yeah. uh, John Eric Vern is going to be Van Dorn's teammate in this whole thing. Yeah, and it looks oh, like man. both current so Dragon and Van Dorn at DS Penske. It's DaCosta and Veriline at Porsche. Both Pe- Dragon Petsky drivers are, well, they're they're gone pretty much, and you know Giovinazzi <laughs> they don't just, exist. Who Sergio Sete <laughs> cameras and talks of multiple teams stick around. Uh, McLaren have offers from a number of drivers that want to sign up for their brand new Formula E team. Uh, folks, I mean Dre, what do you make of Vern and Van Dorn on the same team? Vern Dorn. That's scary, man. That is a that that would be a good mid tier F one team right now. I know it's right not in, it's not entirely fair to compare everything to F one because that's just it, it, it's it, you know it's a bit lazy. But look, they are two very very good drivers. Jev is one of the best F three drivers, if not the best F three driver we've had since the series came around. Stoffel Van Dorn is an excellent driver. He's good enough to win titles. You know, he's good enough to win races. He should no still doubt be a Formula it. One, goddammit. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to make FC, FE sound like it's a demotion or anything like that, but it's a damn good team, okay? Yeah. Uh, that is an excellent team. I feel sorry for Sergio Sete Camera in particular, because I think he's good enough to be in the Formula E paddock. I, I hope he lands on his feet, because I know that's come up and it's been mentioned. Um... But it looks like he's talking to other folks, so hopefully he'll land on his feet there too. But I find it weird that DS and Penske are coming together like this. It's a strange collaboration. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It's DS and J Penske. Yeah, that, that, that makes it even this weirder. Is the, this is the one chance. This is the one opportunity that Dragon Penske Racing has to prove that they are not a poverty team. That's that's why I'm so angry. Like the cheetah have won championships, not one, multiple, yeah, multiple. Like, multiple. I'm apprehensive. I'll wait until I see an official statement. I I know Sam Smith is a reliable source, but this is something that I'm gonna need to wait till I see the official press release. <laughs> Pig is losing it. We've all lost it over the course of this recording. <laughs> oh, he's upset about you. 
<laughs> this is what Jay Pensky does to people. Like, like if it lasts more than four hours, please call the doctor. Um, I, I can't quite believe it myself. It is strange as all heck that it's come to this. And look, two excellent drivers, two, two of the best in the series, under the Penske banner? Like, are we sure about this? Like, honestly, like... My gut feeling is that is that if Tachita are selling up, if this is effectively a Berger, that I that I see more of Tachita coming over to, as part of this new team than I do the current Dragon right. Um I'm also curious about what this means for McLaren because mm. Van Dorn probably would have been a, a surefire thing, but it's not happening like that. McLaren wants Nick DeVries. But they gotta wait to see if apparently he's gonna race for Toyota and WEC next year. Okay. And the question of whether or not he can remain in Formula E in addition to this potential program is as yet unknown uh, yeah. from this article. They're talking to Oliver Turvey, who's a former McLaren test driver. They're talking with Sergio Sete Camera, who's part of their young driver program. Hell, if Felix Rosenquist's year two at McLaren doesn't work out in IndyCar, he might just step into their Formula E team. Okay, so I feel like we need to somewhat correct ourselves because uh, I decided to just double check that Sam Smith actually said that Van Dorn was going to be teammates with Vern uh, because at the start of April, April 4th, uh, he put out the article saying that Dragon was going to partner with DS and in the article, in the second paragraph, slash second sentence of the article, he mentions that Dragon will become the third team that DS, that DS, a member of Stellantis group, has previously worked with. Actually, god damn it. Oh, man. He... Yep. I, I tried to talk about I tried to find some way out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. King, King is trying gone. really hard. <laughs> real hard. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> King, King is as it for a crumb. A crumb. A just a mere morsel. Of getting away from Jay Pensky. <laughs> like, RJ is like the one guy on the show tonight that isn't going through it in some capacity here. Like, this is. This is a good Who drives for Maserati now? Right. Who's going to pull uh, up in a Maserati? Maserati. Maybe a Bugatti Bugatti, <laughs> but Bugatti's not in this series. No. Can we use a W16 twin uh, quadruple turbo as sure, an electrical generator? Vroom, 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 vroom. Why not? I mean, Cam, what are you making the situation to Porsche then? Because it looks like, you know, you're getting a new teammate over there with Pascal. It's going to be great if the cars can finish the race. <laughs> I should have known that answer was oh, coming. No, unironically, their line to Costa is a phenomenal lineup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the car needs to finish the race. <laughs> okay, and yes... Uh, Tachita are not going away. They will just be someone else's customer team. But they, of course, they're losing uh, both their drivers. So, so, yeah. so, so they're gutting the, the whole team. So they get to keep the name and nothing else. Yep. <coughs> Does the Suzuki want to buy the team back? <laughs> I, I know that's not going to happen. Oh, <laughs> that is a messy one. Like Tichi is going to basically. Like they get to keep the name, but everything else is being gutted. It's like a, it's like an office clear out. It's really it's like strange. when BMW left Sauber. Yeah, it's like there, there you go. It's your team now. We're just taking all the good bits out. So <laughs> we're gonna be getting 
I don't I don't know how to do the math on this. What would be the FE equivalent of BMW Sauber Ferrari? Uh, <laughs> DS Tachita Nissan. God knows. <laughs> well, they used to be. I mean, those companies used to be together. Wait, shit! No, they weren't. <laughs> no, wrong, wrong alliance. Damn. Yeah. Good luck trying it's, to. It's kind of all a blur out. since uh, Carlos gone went and did, and did crimes. What a what a freaking legend! Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, like that is a that is a lot to, to, to dissect regarding all of that. And despite all of that, as well, we had we had the drop of the Gen Three cars for the first time as well. Oh yeah, man! I love Wipeout. I love I love it too. I want to turn this into a Wipeout podcast. Sure, because because I tell you, I tell you what. Um, it's it's looking good for Arcom. It's looking good for America's team. I, I think they're going to be very competitive once Gen Three starts up. <laughs> I would think about Pfizer. <laughs> uh, they just need they just need more top end speed because because they already have a, a, a agile vehicle, but they just have no top end speed. Their engine is gutless, and I love them very much. Barrel rolls well. well. Uh, I don't, I don't like the Gen Three car. Gonna be honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, whoa. Like, know, it feels like it's not a hot take, though. Okay, no, it's not. It's uh, not. okay, King. King, you're not alone in this corner. I'm, I'm gonna sit up. I'm gonna sit up for my bottles of Everclear and my tears. I'm gonna come <laughs> to your corner. I agree, visually, but I think racing wise, they're gonna be really good. Yes, performance wise, without a doubt, the fact that they'll be able to hit. Like cl- theoretically close to 200 miles an hour. They like there are no straight. I can think there's maybe one straight on the count that's just barely long enough to hit that. You but say they're... that, King, and then we're gonna have a crash, and we're gonna have a Gen Three car <laughs> end up in a pizza place in New York. But yeah, like I generally performance wise, great. The fact that four wheel re- regen, great. Uh, like. The fact that they're open wheel again, so you can't be as full contact as you can with Gen 2 cars, great. But the idea of, oh, uh, the arrow looks ridiculous and not in a good way. Like, if you look at the the front wing end plates, how they're so far canted that they go from edge to edge on the tire, it is, oh my god. It's a low poly model. <laughs> this is like the it's... low, this is like the LHD model. It's uh, I I will concede they're not great visually. Um, they look like a. F- if you play Destiny Two, it looks like you're driving one of the pyramids. All wheel drive, around ninety five percent of power efficiency makes up about uh, seven hundred fifty brake horsepower, three hundred fifty kilowatts. Uh, uh, just so you know, so like they give a power number for the front wheel, uh, MGU. It's only for regen purposes. You can't actually use it to accelerate. So you can't include it. Understandable. Uh, well, no hydro rear hydraulic brakes. Uh, no, nope. pure uh, pure regen on the rear axle. And look at the wow. sustainability. You've got the most advanced sustainable batteries ever made. I'm going through the press release. Linen and recycled carbon fiber will use in the body we're constructing for the first time in a formula car. Natural rubber and recycled fibers will make up 20% of the new Gen 3 tires by Hankook, and all tires will be fully recycled. Oh, I'm worried racing. about the new tires, I have to say. <laughs> Hankook, don't, don't screw us. 
It's like it's like aren't, yeah, aren't they still meant to be like be... all round tires? Like like using like wheels. Yeah, they're, they're, they're well. meant to be more yeah. equivalent to road tires rather than true race tires. Oh, good lord! That's fine. I think yeah. the on track product is going to be better than it is now. I just don't yeah. like how they look. Yeah, that's like it, it's usually third season of a generation of cars that bring out the Evo kit, which. <laughs> Get my to move that up. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> my take, I think it looks fine. I, I don't I don't hate it. Like I, I I like the look of it. I think it'll grow on me. Um statistically, I think it's insane. I mean a two hundred mile an hour top speed on this thing, that's gonna be crazy to see. Um three hundred and fifty kilowatts of power, that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be wheeling around here. All this on glorified road tires. <laughs> I mean, oh, we love it. The, that's batshit bonkers, and I look forward Recyclable to seeing that. Road tires. Give them mine. Our friend Hazel Southwell's been putting it out there like, "Hey, tire waste. That's going to be a problem soon." Mm. Oh yeah, mm. highly recommend that read on race fans if you haven't seen it already. Well worth your time. Um, yeah, Gen three cars. Very wipeout. Um, it looks like an AG Systems uh, ship from the Wipeout and Mega Collection, but I'm here for that. And can somebody please bring back the Wipeout series while we're at it? Please and thank you. I mean, you. you say that. Why the hell does it have tires? <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe this is more like this is like Roll Cage, except they're cowards and won't drive upside down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what cowards and not driving upside down? Racing, say, racing is so sanitary nowadays. I know. Can I just say, I love the fact that RJ used the roll cage reference, my favorite racing series, like, ever. Like, RJ, I love you. Like, Look, if, 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 if our buddies at Time at Sten hadn't already cornered the market on a lot of these sci-fi racing games on their podcast, I would just start a futuristic racing game podcast of my own, just to, like, just to, like... <laughs> hear myself talk in an echo chamber about how much I love these games. Uh, oh yeah. A lot of them are so charming and a lot of them are so, so stupid. Yeah, if you can find it on eBay somewhere, roll cage stage two on PlayStation one, go play it. It's one of my favorite games ever, but yeah, that was Formula E in Monaco. We are back. I believe in two weeks time at Tempelhof in Berlin. Yes. Berlin. Tempelhof nights. Yes. Yes, I love Berlin. One of my my favorite Formula E round on the calendar of all the staple rounds we go to. Love Berlin. It's going to be great. Um, looking forward to that. Will the Costa find a way to win six times again? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, that'll be in Berlin in a couple of weeks' time. Meanwhile, we're going to get out of here. Basically, you can find us one more time on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at CBuckley917. Our website, all those details and more, Motorsport101.com. Patreon's on there too. Don't forget to subscribe on where all good podcasts are available. But yeah, next time up, IndyCar, Barber, and Beef. Lots and lots of Beef. <laughs> Steak Bourbon coming up. So yeah, that, that'll be our 360th episode coming up right after this. But until then, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan Eric King, and Cameron Buckley. Until then, I'm going to get the Everclear. Sayonara. <laughs> Uh, Sayo, goodbye, Nar, y'all. Bye. Everclear's mine, Dre. Can't have any. 
I need some. 